we're trying to understand our customers, we really need to think beyond the obvious demographics. We need to avoid focusing on where people are from, where they live, levels of wealth or age, and instead think about psychographics, what their values are, what they really care about, what motivates them to get up out of bed in the morning, and whether they need our help. We need to understand their hopes, their dreams, their problems and challenges so that we can work out whether we're the right people or solution for them. And if so, how we can demonstrate this understanding. How we can start to think about the language and visuals we're using to attract people. Welcome back to the Audience Growth Podcast. And on today's solo episode, I'm going to walk you through how to really understand your audience. Why? Because this is something that truly can make or break your business. Now, if you're already rolling your eyes because marketers are always going on about target audience, or maybe you're thinking, I don't need to make up some fake person with fake characteristics living in a fake city to find out how to market my business. Well, then I would say to you, that's fair enough. I'm sure many of you have spent at least a few hours of your lives trying to define your audience this way. And spoiler alert, it doesn't work. I like to approach things differently in a way that has got better results both for me in my business and for my clients. And that's what I'm going to walk you through today. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and today we're talking about how to really and truly understand your audience. First of all, I want to share with you a great example of why defining your target audience the traditional way doesn't work. I'm not sure who came up with this example, but it's genius. It's so good that I turned it into a visual so that members of my online community could quickly see what it's all about. By the way, if you're not already in my free Facebook community, the Audience Growth Collective, you'll find the link for you to join in the show notes. Back to the example and why I think it's so good. I love an example that shines a spotlight on what's wrong with the status quo and solves the problem all in one. And that's what this example does. I'm fairly sure that all of you will have heard of both Ozzy Osbourne, who rose to fame as the lead singer of heavy metal band Black Sabbath in the 70s. And I'm also confident that you will all know who I'm talking about if I mention Prince Charles. Now, try and hold an image of each of these individuals in your head while I talk you through some facts about them. Here goes. Ozzy Osbourne and Prince Charles are both male, both born in 1948, both raised in the UK, both married twice, both live in a castle, and both are wealthy and famous. But can we label these two individuals and target them in the same way? No, we absolutely cannot. When we're trying to understand our customers, we really need to think beyond the obvious demographics. We need to avoid focusing on where people are from, where they live, levels of wealth or age, and instead think about psychographics, what their values are, what they really care about, what motivates them to get up out of bed in the morning, and whether they need our help. We need to understand their hopes, their dreams, their problems and challenges, so that we can work out whether we're the right people or solution for them. And if so, how we can demonstrate this understanding how we can start to think about the language and visuals we're using to attract people. But I'm getting ahead of myself. 
So let's circle back to thinking about how you can really understand your customers' values and motivations. Psychographics is about understanding your customer's head and heart. It's about treating them as individuals, not sweeping generalizations. For example, breaking down their demographic groups, for example, mums, into subgroups, mums of kids with ADHD, and even further to an individual level, a mum of a kid with ADHD who is struggling to cope. It's about making sure you understand their hobbies, passions, and interests not just their employment status. It's about gathering insights into what drives their behavior and drilling down so that you can understand their primary motivation to purchase, that tipping point where they go from wanting what you offer to needing what you offer, and understanding why and when that happens so that you can be there with the right solution that they need at the right time. You might want to grab a pen for this section because there are some key steps I'm going to walk you through. And if you're a workbook fan, then you're in luck because today's episode comes with not one, but two free downloads that are going to really help you go through these next steps. These are resources that my team and I have developed for my group program, Fully Booked Bootcamp. So up until now, these have only been available to paying customers working with me for the long term. But today, they can be yours. Workbook one is called Understanding Your Ideal Customer, and it does exactly what it says on the tin. Workbook two not only covers what you need to include when it comes to customer insights, but also product insights, positioning and communication, i.e. marketing ideas. If that sounds complicated, then don't worry. In this second workbook, I've also included an example from my own business so that you can see how I've done it and then use my approach to do the same for your business. I want to make sure that you not only understand how to get to the heart of what your audience needs and wants from you, but also how this relates back to your business. This second workbook is called the Product Positioning Framework, and there's a link to both of these in today's show notes. Now, let's dig in. Rather than beginning by thinking of a fictional person and trying to go into detail describing them, my preferred approach is to think of someone you're already working with, or who you may have worked with or would love to work with, but crucially, someone who you actually know. This is way easier than coming up with a load of pretend insights. This way, you can base your thinking around someone who actually exists, which makes a whole lot more sense to me. So step one is to think of a person who you found it very rewarding and enjoyable to work with or to sell to. The whole process was easy. They didn't haggle on price, didn't cause you any problems, and you could tell that they enjoyed the whole process too. They were your kind of person. Step two is to really think about what made them such a pleasure to work with or to sell to. Was it their attitude, their approach, their situation? Were they flexible? Were they understanding? Did they do the work or pay promptly? Did they choose one of your offerings quickly based on your advice? Leave you an unexpected and amazing review after buying from you? Or were there any other markers that made this a really positive experience for you? Step three is to take these factors that you've identified and turn them into a customer persona. Always aiming to be jargon-free on this podcast? So a quick explanation, a customer persona is basically a description of your ideal customer or client. And like the example I shared above, we're going to avoid generalizations or assumptions based on demographics. Instead, we're going to base our customer personas on psychographics, values, hopes and dreams, and also ways of behaving, how you would like your ideal customers to behave when they do business with you. 
But you might be thinking, what if I haven't been in business for long? Or maybe you don't feel you've experienced very many great customer transactions or relationships so far. Don't worry, I've got some ideas for you too. In fact, I recommend that everyone listening does this regularly to make sure that you're always growing your audience by paying close attention to what's going on within your industry and among your competitors. My bonus step, therefore, is to spend some time reviewing your competition online. Not so that you can copy them, of course, and definitely not to give yourself a case of imposter syndrome or comparisonitis, but rather to get to know their audience. By that, I mean you can take a look at their social media accounts, see which accounts or profiles are commenting on their content, and then you can click through to find out more about the people or individuals behind those accounts. If we've worked together, or you've joined one of my free challenges in the past, then you will definitely have heard me talk about going detective mode. This is just one example of how you can do that. It's your free pass to scroll social media in the name of research. For example, if you're a cake maker, you might seek out other cake makers on Instagram and see who's commenting on their posts. Then you can observe what those people are saying in those comments, which are the most interesting conversations which might have potential in terms of you being able to continue that conversation. And then you can click through to those commenters and find out what else they're interested in by observing their activity on their own account. That way, you've not only got a new understanding of your competitor's audience, who will most likely have similar needs and wants to yours, but you've also got some new ideas for your own content that you can use to try and attract more people like them so that they will interact and hopefully join your audience too. Another example, if you're a career coach, you might find other career coaches on LinkedIn and follow the same process on there. You get the picture. Don't be afraid to start conversations too. There's no point in doing all of this research and doing nothing with it or keeping your findings to yourself. Use your findings to start your own conversations so that you can gather more opinions from your audience to sense check your findings. For example, I might look at my competition and see that they're being asked lots of questions about how to be more confident as a business owner. Now that I know people are interested in that, I might create a poll in my Facebook community and ask people what they think is holding them back in business right now. Within that poll, I might include confidence as one of the options. Then I'll observe how people answer. And if a majority of people select confidence, then I know that my audience is also interested in conversations around this topic. And that might lead me to create some content aimed at starting those conversations around confidence. Another great source of information if you're looking to gather insights about your target audience is Reddit. And we'll link to that in the show notes. Reddit is an American news aggregation site and network of communities where members submit content such as links, text, posts, images, videos. And these are then voted up or down by other members. Reddit claim that there's a network for anything on there and they might just be right. While researching this episode, I searched Reddit for travel. I don't know about you, but I have travel on the brain at the moment. It's been a long time since I did any of that. Anyway, on Reddit, I find thousands of posts about different elements of travel, from the current refugee crisis to concerns around not being able to retire and do as much traveling as people wanted to, to this post, which has 52,000 upvotes, so similar to likes on Facebook, and over 23,000 comments. The question was, You travel back in time, 100,000 years, to a cave that will eventually be discovered by archaeologists. What do you write on the wall? 
Not relevant to my business, but definitely relevant to others. Escape rooms, for example, or maybe science fiction authors or stand-up comedians. The answers were very revealing and showed me that there's a huge community of people interested in time travel, riddles, and messing with history. Now, that's obviously a fairly obscure and very niche example, but I challenge you to enter your field of interest into Reddit and not find something that helps you understand your audience better. I recommend you conduct this exercise into better understanding your audience at least twice a year. It's likely that during that time, the world, your industry, your audience, and your business may all have changed fairly significantly. So you need to make sure that your knowledge and insights about your audience are not out of date. Why is it so important to invest time and energy into really and truly understanding your audience? Because if you give your potential customers what they want and need at the right time, they will become your most loyal fans. And that's what's going to mean you can grow an engaged audience of people who want to buy from you. And that's what's going to lead to a sustainable business for you for the long term. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. I know there's been a lot of information here, but I really wanted it to be a practical episode so that you can follow the steps to better understand your audience and start growing it more efficiently and effectively. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave me a rating and a review wherever you're listening. I'm on a mission to help more women become successful business owners, whatever that looks like to you. So don't forget to share this episode with your entrepreneurial friends too. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next time. Join me next time when I'll be talking about online programs, courses, business accelerators, live delivery, pre-recorded, off social media, on social media communities, and which one might be right for you. Since 2015, I've been part of many different communities, all focused on growing my business. I've joined free ones, paid ones, and all manner of formats. But I know that now the online space is busier than ever, and it can be hard to identify which of these programs might be needed or might be right for you and your business. So if you're looking to grow your business and you're interested to find out what might be the right type of program for you, then next week's episode is one that you definitely don't want to miss.